Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking your calls and answering your questions. Wondering how to get the most out of your bisexual explorations? What's the secret to coming off more approachable to the opposite sex? How do you stop distractions from getting in the way of your climax? Plus some of my hottest tips for getting loud in the bedroom. All this and more. Thanks for listening. All right, people. It's time to introduce you to something that combines two of my favorite topics, oral sex and lube. If you're not a fan of going down, I mean, no judgment. This is going to change the game for you. It's the brand new gelato collection of flavored lubes from Joe. These gelato flavors are delicious. I'm talking dessert worthy good. Choose from creme brulee, hazelnut, mint chocolate, salted caramel, and tiramisu. Use them one at a time or combine them to create your own recipe. I've tried them all and they're amazing. Like all Joe products, the gelato line is a premium lube you can trust. It's a flavored water-based personal lubricant that is sugar-free, paraben-free, and the perfect addition to any and all forms of foreplay. So next time you're craving something sweet, skip the refrigerator and go straight to the bedroom. With Joe's Gelato Lube Line, you are the dessert. Go to my site, click on the gelato banner, or go to my store to shop the complete selection of Joe lubricants. There's a formulation for every occasion, trust me. So if you're ready to be dessert, order some gelato for yourself at sexwithemily.com today. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com, where you can easily subscribe to everything we have going on, which is fun. Because listen, when you subscribe to the podcast, we love that. It helps us. You can easily review us at iTunes. Also, subscribe to our newsletter because you don't want to miss all the fun things we have going on. Um, We don't spam you. We don't sell your name. But there are people say they love the emails. We give you information. You might get a good discount on a toy. Um, check out our social media. It's all at Sex with Emily across the board. Um, and also shop my store. Oh, my God. Have you seen the store on my website? I've got a store. And you always hear me talk about products I love. Well, now they are on the site. And we update it with amazing content every day, if I do say so myself. You want a better sex and relationships, but you can't listen to the podcast because you're at work or something. Uh, read, read the blogs. Check them out. You'll like it. So uh, thanks, everyone. I appreciate your support of the show. So this is uh, one of several call-in shows we've done now because, you know, we are now taking your calls. All you got to do is when you email me, as you normally do, you just go to the Ask Emily tab on the website. You just send your question in. So easy. But now you can say, yes, I'd like to be called. And then uh, amazing assistant producer Eddie will call you and set it up, which is fun. So we're doing that. And you might notice I also don't have co-host. So I'm just talking to you, like just like one-on-one. We're hanging out here. So it's a whole new uh, format. It's a whole new thing. And uh, let me know. Let me know uh, 
how you like the show. And I can't wait to hear from you and talk to you. It's really fun for me, actually, to get to talk to you because then we can get into it. We can get into your questions. We can dissect it. We can help you, help others. Super fun time. Okay, so I've been telling you lately, uh, a few weeks ago I told you about how I took some time off from dating and how it's been really healthy for me and now I'm kind of back out there again. So now I've been doing the dating apps. So you don't have to. No, so you actually do have to because I'm going to tell you what to do and what not to do. So you guys are always asking me um, about which apps should I try or is Tinder really a hookup app or like, do I really need to date online? Or maybe you still even think that there's a stigma with online dating, which I seriously think went the way of the like DVD or something. Like I can't remember the last time anyone's like, oh my God, you met online. It's kind of like a thing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like telling me that you really want to lose weight and you've done everything. You changed your diet. You know, you're like, you know, talking to your friends about it. You have a support group, but you're not going to the gym. It's like, well, why aren't you working out? You know, so if you're telling me that you're single and you're really ready to meet somebody, but you just think online dating is wrong, um, it's a hookup app, but you don't want to say that you met your partner online. Well, guess what? You're wrong and you're missing out on another opportunity and another way to meet people. Um, so you don't have to uh, spend time alone being bumped out about it because Yes, there is the real world. It still exists. Many, many people meet in the real world. And that's perhaps how you're going to meet the next person. That's great. But why not increase your odds when you could be sitting on your couch at home and be in contact with like 8,000 potential people that you could, you know, you go on a date with. So I say it just increases your odds. These are just rules that you're making to keep yourself away from dating, I think, or, or dating online. I can't tell you which app is right for you because it's kind of like you're like people you say like when I lived in San Francisco now they're like where what what neighborhood should I stay in I'm like well I don't know are you like a hipster do you like do you want to stay in the mission do you want to like be in Pacific Heights where there's you know you can walk around and there's lots of trees do you like being by the water you know, apps are the same or which bars do you like I can't this but they're all personality types so I'm going to tell you about them and then you know you can. See what resonates for you or try them all and see what you like. Okay, so I really do look for a good first message. So, and by good first message, I mean, don't just say like, you're hot and don't just say, hi, how's your Tuesday? And you, you know, I, I, but I'm not saying you have to write me poetry either. Just show that you read the profile it, or like there's something in my picture that interests you. Like it's not hard, like it's not rocket science, but that's going to make you stand out from all the other people swiping on the photo or who's matched with the person, okay? So, um, so yeah, first message, you base it on, you know, something in their profile. But I, so I went up, so Bumble is the one that women, you still do the swiping and the matching. If you match with someone, women have to send the first message. And I have never, I've never really done that. I've never asked anyone out, which again, this is something new that I'm trying this year um, in life just because I just never did. doesn't mean like I'm against it. I just, I don't know why I never did. Never came up. But now I was like, holy shit, I matched. I got a message of him. I'm so used to guys. So I was like nervous. I was like, wait, what do I say? And then I thought, wait a minute, I know this. I know what's worked for me. I know the guys I liked on Tinder or whatever. So I, I actually am really enjoying it right now. So I was going to read you, I was excited about some of this, 
some of my messages and how it all went down. So some ideas of a good first message, okay? Oh, here's my first message tip before I get into it. This is what I also want to tell you. Okay, don't get too personal too quickly, okay? So don't get too like, hey, you're beautiful. Want to come over and like, you know, suck my dick or something or like, <laughs> like just don't get too crude, okay? Save the nicknames. I don't want to be like, hey, babe, like don't premature cyber fact to me, okay? I had this happen the other night. Uh, it was so, it was so annoying on this app that I'm on, um, called the league, which I will get to in a minute. It's kind of like, they say it's an exclusive app that you have to submit. You can check it out wherever. I don't know. It's, it's very new in LA. I think it's in New York, San Francisco. So this guy, like within the first second, he was like, what was it? I was, he was like, hi, love. And then he was within three and I, I was flirting back at first. Okay. Cause I think it's funny to kind of play around. But then he was like, hold on, I'm going to give you examples of what not to do here. So he was like, uh, you've great hair. That was his first message to me. I like that, okay? He wasn't like, how's your Tuesday? He was like, you've great hair. Oh, yo, you have killer hair. He said, you've killer hair. I spend time in my hair. I, said, I like a guy that knows. I said, complimenting a girl's hair will get you everywhere. And I said, or shoes. Shoes work sometimes. Hair all the time. Uh, so what did you copyright today? Because he's a copywriter. And he said, I wrote a commercial for Toyota. And he goes, and I love a woman in boots. And I said, well, that's all I wear. Sometimes pants. I admit that I did make say that. Um, and then he said, um, well, wear the boots on our honeymoon. Okay. This is like literally two minutes of texting. And uh, I said, okay. So I did, okay. So at first I'm getting like, okay, wait, this isn't even... He's prematurely, this has been one minute of texting, right? So I admit, I was like, okay, darling, I'll pack a suitcase of boots, maybe a toothbrush. And he said, then he wrote, love you, okay? Now, granted, this is on this exclusive app where you actually have to be like vetted to get on. I'm like, what is this guy? Is he drunk? Um, and then he wrote, um, he wrote something else like, someone should write a commercial for, it, for us or something. And I said, I vote you because he writes commercials. He goes, thanks, wife. And then I said, uh, so what else do you got here? What else I say? I said, um, I said, what else do you have in your, I said, so what else you got for me? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, in your range here, we've already done this premature side perfection. Like what's in your range? And then I didn't hear from him and then he dropped off. So then he came back around and he was like the next morning, he was like, hi, E, use my first name. How's your day? So I don't know if he was drunk. I don't know what was wrong with it. What I'm saying is it was annoying. It was a little too flirty. Yes, I can flirt like the best of them, but then it was like he escalated too quickly and I found that annoying. So that's my guy. And don't prematurely baby. And don't do that when you first start dating either. Hey, babe, I'm here. I'm like, we don't even, you've never seen me. You're calling me, babe. Okay, show that you read the profile. Again, that comes to the message. Like you read something, you don't have a generic cut and paste message. And also, now, this drives me insane. And if you both get off on this and it works for your match, you could do this. But why the hell would you text back and forth for longer than like, oh, I don't know, a day or two? Because do you know that, first of all, texting someone, hours go by. Do you ever text someone that you're really into? Like when you first start dating and you look up, you're like, oh my God, four hours have gone. I could have gone over there and like had sex with them. So texting takes a lot of our energy. If you think that you like someone and you want to lock it down, a lot of times they'll be like, let's get a drink. Here's a new step I'm going to tell you. Set up a FaceTime call. 
Because I've even done the phone call first. I'm like, well, let's talk. And I once had a half hour call with a guy that I thought seemed really great. And then like two minutes after walking into our coffee date, I knew that I had to get out of there as quickly as possible. Like I really was like, well, how quick can I leave? Because I'm a nice person. I'm like, how quickly can I leave so it's not too rude? And I think I got out of there in like 56 minutes. He just did something awkward, like grabbed my hand and was like, it was just uncomfortable. It doesn't matter what he did. Don't all freak out that you're going to be this guy because believe me, you're not. So do a FaceTime vetting call as soon as you can if, that's, if you're interested in that. Or just do a regular call, get off text and meet them. Because why waste your life texting somebody who's going to like, you know, I can never get the hour back that I drove to Santa Monica and saw this guy that was a terrible date. And then the half hour on the phone, like life's too short. Okay. So those are my tips for your first messages and online dating. So I was going to read you some, um, here's some first messages. Okay. This one guy, and again, this doesn't take a lot of work. You're like, well, I'm not funny. I'm not whatever. It doesn't matter. You guys, here's what I did here. Okay. Two seconds. And I was like you. I was a little nervous, okay? I was like, oh, I don't know what to say. Then it's like, a, it's like anything. It's practice. Uh, his message, his profile said, um, I don't, okay, guys are always talking about how tall they are. Apparently women really care. But anyway, this keeps coming up. I know that some women care, but okay. He said, I am tall. I don't drink as much as my photo show. Um, did I say that I'm tall? Uh, I've written a bunch of books too. So all I did was say, hey, quick question. Are you tall? Like, that's not that. I read his profile, and he's like, how dare you ask me a personal question? And then we had a funny banter going, okay? That's all I did. It wasn't like, you're beautiful. It was like, I read one word in it, okay? So here's another one. Um, I don't know. He was always moving in his photos. He was like a motorcycle. He was flying uh, and doing stuff. I said, it doesn't appear that anything slows you down. Um, So you have a very congruent profile. I like that in a man. Okay, congruent because he wrote something in there about moving and his pictures were all moving. So that's it. He's like, excellent use of vocabulary. So I'm just saying I could go on and on and on. Just don't make it too hard. Don't be stressed out about this. Have fun with it. I like Bumble for women because you're not getting all these guys who are just swiping right. You could actually be more selective. But um, And for the men, men seem to like it too. Oh, one more thing I have to say. Match.com, not dead. I think that everyone's like, well, I don't want to do any of that. I know I have several, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a resurgence, right? It's like several friends of mine, all different ages are like, you know what? I'm doing match because I like having more in depth, going in depth on the profile. I, I like that there's that you have to pay for it. Um, and they found some great dates. So again, I can't tell you, you know, and also plenty of fish people like, they like coffee meats, bagel, but I haven't tried those yet, but just uh, have some fun with it. Um, just pick one, not a big deal, a few pictures and go for it and let me know how it goes. With that said, okay, I'm going to take a quick break. Give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the show, keeping it free, supporting our loyal sponsors. Uh, I'll be right back. I know a lot of you may have accumulated a sex toy over the holidays, which is the best gift ever, right? You know I love the toys. I guess I consider myself a sex toy aficionado. I mean, it's not on my LinkedIn profile, but it's real. And something I've learned over the years is that it's not only about how awesome sex toys are, it's also about how important it is to properly clean them between each use. Sex products are about enhancing your pleasure, and there's nothing pleasurable about unclean sex toys. I'm not going to get into all the dirty details, but just know cleaning your sex toys is just as important as washing your sheets every week. Luckily, someone has perfected the cleaning process for you with a -a one-of-a-kind product. It's called UV, 
and it's the only proven way to kill 99.9% of harmful bacteria on toys. What makes UV even more unique is that it's a three-in-one solution that cleans, stores, and charges your toys. To make UV a reality, they've even launched a Kickstarter campaign, and as their number one fan, they asked me to be the spokesperson. So if you click on the UV banner on my website, you'll see my video explaining how it works and why you need one. You can now pre-order your UV by contributing to the Kickstarter campaign, where there's a bunch of great perks available, like bundles that include an amazing toy from Lalo. You know, the ultra-luxury brand? I'm even part of the perks. You can get an autographed copy of my book, Hot Sex, have lunch with me here in LA, arrange a private Skype Q&A session with me, or even sit in on the recording of a Sex with Emily podcast. To get on the action, click the UV banner on my site or go to uvclean.com. That's U-V-E-E clean.com. The Kickstarter campaign is now up and running and waiting for you. Okay, now we're going to take your calls, you guys. So fun. As I said, you can just go to the website, click on the Ask Emily tab, go to sexemily.com, send your question, and if you'd like to talk to me in real time, I'm here for you. Okay, we're going to take our first call. Okay, hey, Kate. How are you? Um, so I've got Hi. all in. So you want to get loud in bed. Yes, basically that. Okay, talk to me. Tell me what's going on. What's the story? Okay, so um, this guy and I that I've been seeing and we've been dating for a while, he commented like when we're intimate that I'm not very expressive or loud, that I'm, he's like, you're one of the quietest girls I've ever been with. And I was like, oh, well, like I'm having fun. I really <laughs> enjoy it. But so how, like the question is, how do I get louder so that way he knows like, yeah, I really like that and I'm really enjoying this intimate time with you and stuff like that. Okay. So get louder. Okay. So how does it, he means like, cause he's not getting feedback. Now, is this the guy that you've been with for a while? You said? Your boyfriend? Yeah, probably two months. So new relationship. Okay. But I mean, you So know, he's saying there. like he, he wants you more like moaning and. Like, oh, baby, this is so good. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's like, yeah, something so that he knows that he's doing something that I like rather than he's just kind of going down there playing and, like, right. kind of like, okay, whatever. Which like, you can fun, understand because you know? he's nervous. Guys, yeah. like, God, they're so, I mean, I'm telling you, Kate, like, my whole life is, like, emails from men. I love it. They're like, I'm so nervous. Am I doing the right thing? You know, like, how do I know what to do? And I'm like, you know. We and then women, we want them to be mind readers and figure their bodies out. So he just needs some verbal feed. He needs to know that he's doing a good job. And what I often tell guys is follow her body language. Like, is her breath quickening? Is she responding to you? So he just feels like he needs a little bit more cues from you. So you got this. Mm -hmm. So, so is it more like, um, so what happens when you're turned on? Do you feel like it just feels uncomfortable to make noises? I get you haven't in the past, but yeah. Yeah. Kind of uncomfortable, kind of like um, some of it. Some of it is, yeah, like because it is kind of like a vulnerable situation to put yourself totally. in, right? Like you're moaning, you're with this guy, and you're intimate, and it is a relationship. And then, um, but some of it is like I don't always like I'm so enjoying the moment, like I kind of forget about everything else, right. and then like does something feel good, and then like he might move a little bit, and then I'm like, oh wait, that doesn't feel good. And so, like, when I would make a noise, like, that's, it always seemed like that was right as he was switching. I was like, oh, wait, no, I don't want to continue that behavior. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, I totally get it. So it's like he's getting the negative reinforcement and he's like, he needs more positive. But you're not doing a purpose because I love that you're in the moment and you're having, so you're enjoying yeah. it. It's good sex and you're having, you're having pleasure and orgasms and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And like, and I'm not like super shy in front of him. And as we're like 
having more and more sex together. Like I'm opening up more and more and I'm been like, okay, I'm really trying, babe. And like, and it's nice that he's encouraging me. Like I would like to hear this because, you know, that's easier because my ex or the guy that I was dating before him, he was very quiet. And I think that made me very quiet. Right. See, this is how we learn. We learn like, well, I can't make any noise if he's not making noise. I love this. So Kate, this is great. I love that he's being communicative, communicative to you and telling you what he needs. And so, so I think that maybe when you, do you masturbate? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Good. Right. That's the right answer. Um, I think just start practicing like when you, cause you know, I don't think like, cause you're 22 years old. I mean, I don't know how many partners mm-hmm. you have, but it's like kind of like a learned thing. Cause our bodies, I think is when we naturally want to make noises. And I think at some point right. it's cause we're masturbating in our parents' houses or we we're afraid like the guy's going to think it's weird or we've got roommates in the dorm or whatever it is. We don't, we like learn to be quiet. But if you naturally mm-hmm. pay attention to your own body rhythm, like it really feels good actually to make some noises and to moan. So I think when you're masturbating next time, just kind of start to see like, what would I like? I'm going to moan a little, like I'm going to breathe heavy. I'm just going to see how this feels. And then you could practice by yourself. So you're not doing yeah. it just yeah. with him. And then it'll become part of your repertoire. You know, do you have roommates? Are you comfortable mm-hmm. doing that? Or do you have time alone that you could do it? Nope, I live alone, which is really, and he lives alone, so it's like really nice. Oh my god, we never really perfect. have to worry about being quiet. This is perfect, yeah, super perfect. Because, because also, I mean, I, I feel like I've gotten la- I've gotten louder as I've gotten older too. Because I realize I actually enjoy it. Like, like making noise sometimes, and for a lot of women, the more noise you make, it actually brings you to orgasm like faster. Or it can just, it, and it definitely does turn them it turns guys on too so it's like this feedback loop right so he's feeling right. good because you're getting turned on and he's like oh my god that's so hot and so he's not necessarily expecting you to say there's nothing no right thing like i don't know if you're thinking oh he wants me to sound like a porn star or i don't want to sound like a porn. you know is there any of those messages going through your head no no he's just very like i just he wants like a little bit you know and nothing yeah and nothing like Okay, good. I need like huge dirty talk or anything. Perfect. So just, I would say masturbate. This will be fun excitement when you're just pay attention to your body and like practice moaning. Like, cause I really think it's like right there and we, that we've all repressed it. But I think that like, it's, it's more of a natural reaction to make noise that we learn not to. Yeah. So I think it's just right at the tip okay. there and then you'll, then you'll have it down. Yeah. And okay. it's fun. <laughs> good. This is to be a fun homework assignment. Just go masturbate more. Very fun. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, Kate, thanks for calling, Kate. So awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah, this was go, fun. Thank you. Go make some noise. I'll talk to you. Keep us okay, posted. Will do. Okay, bye. Bye. I seriously <laughs> like want everyone to call me back and let me know how it goes. Like I just do. Like I, now I'm like, oh my God, is she going to moan? And then like next time, is he going to freak out? But the noise thing is funny. I think, I don't think I was always as loud, but I think over time I realized, God, it really does feel good. And I like when men make noises. I've talked about this in the show. Like when I'm with a guy who makes zero noise, I'm like, is he dead? Is he breathing? Like what's going on? Are you enjoying yourself? Like you just, but not to bash anybody, men or women, we get, we masturbate a certain way. We're raised in homes where we are told we can't make noise. We're, you know, maybe her last boyfriend didn't make, you hear what it is. We get set in these routines, but I think it feels really good. Like it's like this guttural, like for me, it's like part of orgasm. You know, like I just, I didn't think about it. It just happened. So I love this. Okay. Our next call, we have Jill, 38 from Wisconsin, and she's a bi-curious mom seeking sexual playmate. So Jill, uh, second, second base with your sexually inexperienced playmate, but you want more. 
Should you stick around or find someone new? So tell me what's going on, Jill. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Hi. 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 Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so fun. I know you've been emailing us. There's a lot going on. we got to break it down. I'm excited yeah. to help you with this. Tell me everything. Okay. Let's start from so where you're at here's now. what happened. Okay, go. Okay. So about four months ago, I sat down with my husband and just kind of vented and let it all out that I've kind of always been attracted to women. Um, and based on how I was raised and my Christian background, um, I didn't, I hid it. I, I, I didn't really even know it was there, but what I did know, I felt like, was wrong or whatever. So I grew up, met the love of my life, who's a man, coincidentally. (laughs) So I have this idyllic, like, perfect family. I've got two twin boys who are four. I've got this amazing husband. But I've always felt like something was missing. So um, this far into my life, it's kind of weird, I know, to kind of have this identity crisis. But Um, I realized I am bisexual, and I am who I am, and I love who I love, and it's me. Um, But I decided that I wanted to kind of pursue this and look and see what my options were. So I did a little bit of, like, Tinder or whatever, and um, it was okay. I I met someone, and we were going to meet, and her kids were sick, my kids were sick. It just didn't work. So that kind of fell by the wayside. Um, but we have right next door, like literally next door to okay. me, um, is, is a friend of mine and we've gotten to be friends cause she has a son who is also four, same as my boys. So they're all little playmates. They nap at the um, same time. Perfect. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, Anyway, we had gotten to know each other a little bit better, and I opened up a little bit about who I am, and she straight up asked me one day if I was bi, and I was so caught off guard that I was like, uh, actually, yes, I am, and it never really came up again after that, and I was like, okay, well, at least she knows that part of me. I don't have to whatever, pretend. Um, so anyway, so... I ended up telling her about this girl that I met on uh, Tinder and how we were going to meet and have dinner and just see if we could even be friends, let alone have a sexual attraction. Um, and she persisted on, I mean, she, she didn't want me to do it. And I didn't really understand why. And um, uh-huh. without in saying it, she would just say things like, are you sure this is a good idea? Are you sure your husband's on board? And that's the thing that it's always come down to for me is, my husband has to be on board 100%, and he is, and he's That's great. incredibly supportive. He, yeah. So, and so he, he and to, you guys still have sex? You have sex with your husband still, and it's good? Oh, my gosh. It's phenomenal. It's better now, I think. Wow. Okay, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. We were, okay, got it. That's good. Okay, so she was discouraging uh, yes. you because she wanted she some chill ass. Okay. Yes, Right. So that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, okay, what is going on here? Like, why, why am I getting this weird vibe from her? And if she has an issue, just tell me. Right. Um, and so she finally came to me and we had had a few too many. And she said, um, I'm not crazy about you meeting this person. And I think that maybe you and I should try to pursue some kind of sexual relationship. Okay. And 
And I, I've been physically attracted to her since she moved in about a year ago, um, just kind of secretly or whatever. Like my husband, and I just kind of giggle about it sometimes. Um, and she's become a friend of mine. And so now we're into this friends with benefits scenario. And I know I have my cake and I'm eating it too, but <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Great. Um, Love it. And yeah. And so my issue is, so I was so surprised first and foremost, that she even offered this because she is very like, sexually inexperienced. It seems like it has a negative connotation. I don't mean it like that. I just okay. mean that she's never even considered being with another woman before. So you and, were the catalyst. She had never even thought about it. Yes. Okay. She had never even thought about it. And um, so now I'm in this situation where it's really fun and all, but I... I want to explore all of it. I want to, I want to learn everything. Of course. And and she's not going to be your teacher, but it's fun making out with her, but it's not going to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Okay. And she doesn't, she doesn't let me go down on her. She, I mean, it's really my, she'll do whatever to me, but I can't reciprocate. And she's convinced that orgasms just don't feel good for her. They never oh. have, they never will. And why you bother even trying, but I want to try and, Right, of course I you do. Find out all of this. Absolutely. World of so women. What, I just want to learn. So, and, and you should. So, what's holding you back? You guys aren't in she a relationship. Does she think that you guys are not seeing any other women, even though you're married and exploring? <laughs> right. Well, no, and it's just that I haven't had another opportunity come up. Okay. It's like it's not that I'm not open to. Oh, it, got but, it. Hey, next time you're in town, Emily, you know, you never know. Totally. I've experienced, I've had a good time with it. Um, so wait, so are you finding other dates right now? So, cause last email, no. we just, okay. We answered an email. I think you were about to go on a date, but you said she canceled. Yeah. So, so are you like, you're curious about how to find other women right now? Well, I'm just curious about like, how far do I push with this friends with benefits that I have and when do I, and when do I say, if you're not going to let me explore, if you're not going to explore with me, you know, when do I say it's, you know, let's not do this anymore. Right. And I don't know. I mean, do you really like her? Here's the thing. She's friends with benefits. I mean, do you want, it sounds like a lot of work. You already have a husband. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, so now you're going to help her get over it. Maybe she, she really doesn't like orgasm. Does she not orgasm with her husband? Does she not masturbate? No, no. And that's the thing too. It's like, I tell her all the time, like, you're not doing yourself any favors by, I don't, I don't get it. It's like the only sexual anything is with me and it's like too much pressure first of all right but she's but only going do down I... on you so she's not even really getting in and maybe she's getting turned on by going no. down on you i'm sh- right oh, but she's not letting you so i wonder if she is she on any meds uh low libido premenopausal Who oh knows? yeah she well she's not premenopausal but she had a baby about seven months ago okay so I mean, hormones. Yeah. You I know. know what it feels like after a few months have, after having a baby, yeah. but she's, she's so insistent on spending time with me, but it's, as soon as I try to do anything with, to her, it's like she stops it or. Do you think she's insecure about her, how she is down there? Like she's not healed yet or she's just truly her Maybe. libido. 
Yeah, I don't think they I don't know. To... And I and I I have no problem talking with her about it. I mean, it's almost easier to talk right, to another you're like a girlfriend. It's girl, easy. But... Yeah, just be like, listen, this is really fun, but like I actually want to reciprocate. Like I hear from men all the time who are like, my girlfriend won't let me go down. And like I get it. You know, you're from women. It's, it's, so it makes total yeah. sense what you're feeling. And why wouldn't you know? Yeah, I mean, I, you could get into like trying to solve it, but you don't want to be the one like forcing or like you know pinning her down unless that no. she's into that kind of thing. Um, I think that you could, <laughs> right? and maybe, but like if she's really whatever she's going through now, low libido, maybe she's depressed, maybe she's on meds, she's embarrassed by whatever's going on down there right now. Who knows? But it's not really your job to fix yeah. it. Um, right. I think like do you so. Really when do want- I give up? And how do I continue to live next door to her and not have it be awkward? Well, I think the good news is that you guys are already friends, that you've already known each other for a while. And she doesn't yeah. have to know that you're going out and doing other things either. Like, don't feel, I know women, we like want to disclose everything. Um, yeah. But I mean, you could just, you know, things have come, you've, you really have enjoyed this, but you're just going to go out. Is she kind of the kind of woman that wouldn't understand this? Like, I, you know, there's some like mean girls, like, I don't know what she's like, but I think you just got to be honest with her and say, this has been a good time. I really need to have a reciprocal, you know, relationship. I don't want to talk you into anything you don't want to do that doesn't feel comfortable for me. Feels like it's yeah. not consensual. I understand. I've been in phases in my life where I don't want sex, but since I'm in this really, ex- as you, I'm sure as you can imagine, neighbor, my husband's given me this amazing opportunity right now to explore my sexuality in a way that I have not been able to for 38 years. So I'm going right. to go do that. I don't have a lot of free time, as you know. I got the kids. She should understand that. You know, women were so careful and caretaking of our friends but like hopefully she's still going to be your friend and maybe she'll come around maybe you guys will keep making out yeah. and you'll be going out with other people and you'll come home and you guys will still like watch a movie and cuddle I don't know but I don't think I think like you're trying to overthink it do the right thing but really just be honest with her and then just keep dating keep going out there on tinder okay. swiping do it yeah I will just, that's awesome yeah Thank okay you. you're awesome I love that you're doing this keep it posted Thanks. Okay. It's, Thanks it's for calling. I love adventure. your email. It's so a middle-aged adventure. Yeah, I love it. And it's never too late. Good for you for realizing right now. I know you were saying, Thank oh, you. I know it's weird. I'm like, to me, this is not weird at all. I think it's great. I love that your husband's on board. The whole thing is amazing. I appreciate that. Keep us posted. I really appreciate that. You're doing the right things. <laughs> Thank you. I will. Thanks okay. so much, Emily. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye, Joe. Bye-bye. Thanks. You too. See, I remember this email because she was on the show and, and she emailed about going on her first date with a woman. I didn't realize it was the same woman until we got this. And Anderson was like, she's probably cheating on her husband. The husband doesn't know. I'm like, let's assume that the husband knows. And I love that she, her husband's cool with it. This is great. And, uh, you know, it's never too late to figure out. I mean, we were never done growing and learning and expanding our sexual repertoire and exploring. So I like it. Okay, our next call, we got Haley, 26, from California, and she just wants to know how to be more approachable. Hi, Haley. Hi, how are you? I'm good. So good to talk to you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, let me, so tell me, give me a little background. What's going on? More approachable. What does that mean? What's going on for you? Okay, so I've been single for about two years now um, after a five-year relationship. I work a lot and I go to the gym a lot. So I was kind of hoping since I'm in a more active lifestyle that I would meet somebody at the gym. But in the last two years that I've been going to the gym, haven't met anybody. And I even tried going to different gyms, tried to go to like CrossFit gyms where it's smaller groups where it's kind of a little bit easier to like meet and mingle a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I've tried, you know, going to the bar and stuff like that. And I just don't like meeting people in that kind of environment. I want to actually meet somebody where I can talk and have an actual connection and not just fake interactions with people. Right. Okay. So I just, so, so what's happening? So you're working out a lot and you're at the gym. Are you, so you're saying you don't actually want to meet people at the gym or are you trying to, and it's not working? Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, obviously I'm not interrupting people's workouts, but like, you know, if I, if I see somebody's doing something, I'm like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing that? Can you show me? And then they'll show me and they'll just walk. I'm like, okay, never mind. Well, sometimes, you know what? I think it's more about being like a conversation. Like you gotta just, are you smiling? Yes. I, I constantly smile. I constantly go that sometimes I feel like maybe that's too much and I try not to but when I get nervous I just constantly a big old smile comes across my face that's great okay so maybe it's also like your body language like putting it out there like you're asking a question and just be like that was how like are you a flirt have you ever been told that you're a flirt uh I don't feel like I'm a flirt it I feels feel like, like I'm you're not goofy right like, when I think I'm being sexy and flirty <laughs> I just look like a door okay <laughs> well if you're like asking a guy for the position you could be like you you know you could just like the thing about flirting or like building conversation creating striking up conversation it's not like any pickup lines it's more like observing something that's going on so let's say you're at CrossFit and you're like you know, you're observing, you're like, God, is there usually this many people in, in, in this? I haven't seen, have you, you know, without sounding cheesy, you're like, have you come here often? But like, are there usually this many people in this class? I haven't noticed it. So you observe something. It's not like a yes or no question. Um, or that kind of is, I guess you could say, uh, you know, just whatever. Like, this is weird. Do you know why there's so many people here today? Um, and then you observe it and then like he'll make a comment to something. And then you like, then you like ask a question. So, or like you state something on this, like that's how you build a conversation. So what I'm saying is you observe something, have them comment, you go back and forth and you start a conversation rather than a yes or no. So maybe just asking them to help you with positioning isn't enough to let them know. It's really just practicing the art of conversation. Like you got to think of it like, and maybe you just practice with women as well. Like when you're out and about and there's women and you're talking to them, like it could just be anybody. Like it's, it's really just a skill that we practice and a uh, habit that we um, what am I saying? It's a skill that we practice over time and it, it's a new habit, like a, what am I saying? It's a habit that we develop. So, um, do you yeah, feel my, like- my other problem is, is, um, I actually talk too much. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. So you're like uncomfortable I, and then you talk, talk, talk. Like I just did over explaining. Talk, 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 talk. And then when I do get a guy to hang out with me for a while, it seems like they hang out with me for about a month and we'll see each other maybe once or twice a week. And then after a month they they move on and it'll be either ghosting where I don't hear anything from them again, or it'll be me or them saying, Hey, you know, it, it's just not going to work out. Most of the time it's on their end though. Okay. So this is, have you been in a long, you're 26 years old. Have you been in a long-term relationship before? All of my relationships have been long-term. This is actually the first time that I've ever just dated. Oh, that's good, though. That's healthy. I think it's good not to yeah, be, no, I'm, you're figuring I'm yourself out. I'm enjoying it. It's just lonely sometimes because I live by myself, and I, most of my friends are married and have kids, so I'm at that point where I'm getting ready where I want to spend time with somebody now. Right. Well, it sounds like, I mean, really the best way to meet people oftentimes is through other friends. So I get that you're saying that they're all married. I can't, at 26, they're all married already? Kids? 
in a small community that I live in. Yeah, that happens. I totally get it. Um, What about like joining extra, like do you join groups in the gym or like are there like take classes, things that you're interested in? There's so many like different singles groups and stuff now, like singles wine tasting night, you know, cooking class, like putting yourself out there in ways that you're probably going, oh, that's cheesy, that's cliche. But if everybody there is single and that's why they're there, then you get the practice of like, it's not just one-on-one. There's a group of people around. You start conversation with women, men, and you're doing something that you all like. Like really making the effort. And I know it's so easy to stay home in your little comfortable place and not go out. But if you commit to doing like so one easy. thing outside your box a month, a week. It's, it's so easy for me to stay at home and not go out. I've been there. I did it the last nine months. I swear to God. I was like, I'm not ready. I don't feel like it. And I'm forcing myself. I'm like, I'm going to say yes to everything. Like, you know, those Facebook invites that you get that you never read. I don't know if you read them, but they'll be like, come to this, come to that. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like. I'm going to say yes. So you look at those, you're like, I wouldn't go to that. Just why not? Just say yes. Be like, I'm going to say yes to everything that comes my way. Or like, yes to one a week. And just commit to me now that you're going to do that. Put yourself in a situation that you wouldn't normally. Because we all would rather stay home on the couch. I swear to God. I think that's, we all just want to get in a relationship so, so we have someone to watch TV with and have sex with. I get it. But going out there will be great for you. A great experience and just and, and new experiences too. Because I find when I have said yes to things that I don't want to, I never regret it. I'm like, oh, I met, and even if it wasn't a date, I, I met someone like a new person, new contact, a new friend, like for work, you never know. So the opportunities okay. are there, but it's about putting, it's like a numbers game, putting yourself in different situations. So, okay. and then you'll get right. practice. I'll definitely look into that. Yeah, okay, good. I don't think it's these guys are dumping you or doing anything wrong. We don't have to get into any of that. They just weren't right, but you need more options. And you sound like the like great person, great personality. I would just get on just like looking at those things that you wouldn't, when you first say, I don't want to do that, just do it. It's one night of your life or one day. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll definitely try that. Okay, good. Keep us posted. Let me know how it goes. Okay. Thank you so much, Emily. Thanks, Haley. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. And have a happy holiday. Happy holidays to uh, you, Emily. Okay. Say hi. Say say yes to all those holiday parties. (laughs) Okay. I will. Okay. Bye, Haley. (laughs) Bye. Have a nice day. Bye. You too. That really works. I did this. I like um, when I was in San Francisco. I went through this similar period, and I said yes to everything that came my way for like a month, and it was amazing. I ended up meeting a guy that I dated for a while. I made all the my business was better than ever because I just like started meeting people that were just like you know in my line of work, and I just I don't know. It just feels good because again, I do think it's like this. We all would rather stay home. At the end of the day, it's getting cold, it's winter, we want to hunker down, but if it feels so much better to connect, we all need each other, the human touch, it's the holidays, and it just, you know, we get in our own heads, but once we're out there and we connect, we all, we need each other, we can't go through this world alone, so even if you're making friends, everyone, get yourself out there. This was fun, I really love the calls, okay, you guys, so please keep emailing me, and, um, going to the website, sexwithemily.com and, uh, and clicking on the Ask Emily. And I'm asking your questions. If you're like jonesing for the emails because you love the emails, I've got an email for you, okay? Uh, this is from Ashley. Hey, Emily, how can I clear my mind during sex? I'm often distracted easily by outside noises or thoughts in my head. 
I try to clear my mind and enjoy the sensations of my partner, but sometimes I try too hard and the moment is gone. Thank you, Ashley, 28, California. Ashley, such a good question. God, we all are, we are live in such a distractible society now. Like everything distracts us, right? Um, you know, the phone, uh, someone makes a noise and we're out of our head. Like you hear something down the hallway. We're thinking about our to-do lists. Um, staying in the moment is harder than ever. So how you clear your mind during sex is that you just keep, you said that, okay, so you're saying, Ashley, that you try and you enjoy the sensations, but then you try too hard. So I think that you've said it right here that you are being really hard on yourself and that you're thinking that there's some like right formula, like I need to only focus on sensations. And then if I think of my partner, I am wrong. And, and then when I, or if I think about, you know, uh, outside noises, I'm bad. I think that you are judging yourself really harshly in the moment too. So, I mean, I could tell you keep going back to the sensations in your body, which actually really does help. But if you're also judging yourself for that, I can just say that like, don't even think about like the end goal being orgasm. Like think about the end goal being like a connection and intimacy with your partner. So for you, for maybe for you, it's like eye contact. Like maybe if you make more eye contact with your partner, that might help you stay in the moment. Or um, for some people, it's like talking dirty or like taking your mind. Like if there's nothing going on, I can understand why your mind is like might get distracted with other things. Or trying a new like position or like amping up the foreplay. Like maybe you give him a massage and he gives you a massage. Um, it's really, really common though that the noises uh, are going to distract you because there's, you know, we can't quiet down the noises in our head or outside. So you can also practice like, I don't know how often you masturbate. I hope you do, right? Self-love. It's great all the time, especially this time of year when we're all stressed out. But um, if you know your body really well, like you through masturbation and again, we're never done learning. There might be some like go-to positions that, you know, might make it easier for you to, to orgasm or to be in the mood. So if you do know those, those would be great to, um, explain to your partner as well. Um, that you want to like be trying some new things or like communicate with your partner about what you want. Cause that will also help you feel more connected to your partner if you really learn to communicate what you want. I don't know how long you guys have been together and maybe you're not even in a relationship. Maybe you're just saying in general it's happening. So um, I would say just practice with whoever you're with and just say, you know what, this is what I want. This is what I need because then you're being open and more vulnerable and that just as a byproduct of being vulnerable and open to someone, it can often help you uh, stay present and have that orgasm. So... Um, I mean, honestly, it's a lifelong, I, you know, I meditate. I, I, I really, I try so hard to go back to the moment sometimes and I don't beat myself up anymore when I don't. So, um, just, uh, keep going back to those sensations and don't beat yourself up when you're with the thoughts and the end goal is not to be orgasm. Just, um, you know, enjoy what's happening in the moment with your partner and figure out what really turned you on. Here's the other thing, fantasy. I know that there's a lot of judgment we have around fantasy. We think, well, if I'm with someone, I shouldn't be fantasizing. And I know this might sound contradictory because you're like, well, you're telling me to stay on the sensations. If that's not working for you, there is nothing wrong with bringing in that fantasy, that go-to sexual thought that you have when you're masturbating or, you know, hey, when you're with a partner, even if it's not about the person that you're with, it's totally okay. Um, our brain is our largest sex organ. That's what's going to bring you to orgasm. So if you can't stay focused with the task at hand, don't feel bad about bringing in some fantasy and some 
some image in your head and your mind that's going to get you there. So, you know, that'll work too. So try any one of these things and I think uh, you'll be well on your way. Thanks for asking the question, Ashley. All right. This was fun. Love taking the calls. I love hearing from all of you. Love reading the emails. All of it. Don't feel bad if you don't want to call in. You can still send an email or leave a voicemail. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful, happy holidays. I'm grateful for all of you. It's such a gift having you all in my life. And thank you to my amazing team. Thank you to Madison and Lori and, and, and Jamie and Eddie and Ken and Michael here doing the sound. New member of the team. Hopefully you'll come back. Uh, thank you all for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. There's just something about the fall that makes me feel like cuddling up with an old friend. And hey, you guys may have some fond memories too. Yes, I'm talking about the Intensity by Pourmoi. The Intensity is an amazing product that has made a serious impact on my life. Let me rewind a bit to explain. The Intensity was originally developed as a medical device to cure, yes, cure incontinence issues. You know, like you sneeze and you pee. Because these issues typically stem from a weakened pelvic floor, the Intensity works by applying gentle electrostimulation directly to that muscle group, giving you an amazingly effective Kegel workout. And you all know how I feel about Kegel exercises. And for a little plot twist, the makers learned that the product's only real side effect was an intense orgasm. So realizing the intensity was a winning combination of utility and pleasure, they enhanced it with a powerful vibration and a clitoral stimulator. The result, much more than a sex toy. It's a product that has changed my sex life. I mean, G-spot orgasms, anyone? The intensity combines two things I love and talk about all the time. Kaggle exercises, and orgasms. To find out how it can change your sex life, click on the Intensity banner on my website or go to pourmoi.com. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I.com. Let's talk about the orgasm gap. You don't know what the orgasm gap is? Okay, so a little refresher. Men take anywhere between six to eight minutes to orgasm during intercourse. Women, between 20 and 40 minutes. You see the issue here? There's like a gap. Even if you don't have an issue with premature ejaculation, the fact remains women take longer to achieve orgasm than men do. A lot longer. But you can take action. You can. For starters, more foreplay. Foreplay is not just a suggestion. It's actually mandatory. And to help you narrow the orgasm gap during intercourse even more, try Promescent. See, Promescent is a clinically proven, FDA-approved product that can significantly delay ejaculation. So, why is that a good thing? Because if you're able to last longer, you'll have less anxiety about performing. You can focus on being in the moment with your partner, enjoying sex instead of stressing about it. And your partner gets the benefit of a longer, more intense experience. Doesn't that sound much better? Doesn't that more fun? No more gaps? Not more sex? Not more orgasms? God, this sounds good. Promescent is a topical spray that gets applied to the penis to improve a man's stamina. Unlike common delay sprays that make you numb, Promescent is quickly absorbed, allowing you to enjoy the sensations of sex. When used properly, it won't transfer to your partner, which trust me, nobody likes. What other product can help you last longer, have better sex, reduce performance anxiety, and improve your relationship? Exactly. None. And it's easier to buy Promescent than ever before because now it's available at your local Rite Aid and Target too. That's right. You can run out 
Get some today. Of course, you can also click on the Promescent banner on my site or visit promescent.com today.